0: Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. It's a new game. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And you're going to have to have leverage to move forward, whether you're an artist, whether you're a songwriter, whether you're both. They're not going to pick the diamond out of the rough, spend millions of dollars and bet on you and put you into a machine that always works because it's not working anymore. And they're trying to figure it out just like you're trying to figure it out. So what you need is leverage. That's why we created the show, The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's just damn right brilliant. It's a good one. And that's a Baxter from my good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. He is a hit songwriter with a current number two and another previous number one this year. But he's got hits from Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and ultimately puts you in touch with the pros on a regular basis to get you creating relationships and get you moving up that ladder, climbing up that ladder. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally 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 by identifying new fans through data easy for me to say if you're an artist looking to increase your streams blow up your video views sell more live show tickets and get discovered by new fans tv and music industry pros then daredevil production can help daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like colin ray tracy lawrence ty herndon and andy griggs just to name a few you can find johnny at daredevilproduction.com. that is production singular no s and there is no s because there is no other johnny d how you doing brother I can't talk, but I'm, other than that, I'm doing all right. I'm glad you're can't your talk.
0: seem like you're doing all right.
1: <laughs> it's digitally. Digitally. Hey, I beat COVID.
0: All right. Congratulations. Slow clap. Oh, my goodness sakes. Yeah, that was uh, – I blew my Thanksgiving, though, but I'm good. We well, have got good, some man. friends that are hopefully coming back from it. Some friends have been hit pretty hard with it, including Tom Jackson. Shout out to Tom. Oh, He's Tom. been having a hell of a time. He's still in the hospital, I think, with pneumonia oh. and – it could still go sideways, so just prayers for Tom Jackson, guys. He's one of the greatest live show producers on the planet. Worked with a number of my artists. I mean, this is the dude that on Taylor Swift's first tour, after he got done with it, her, merch sales skyrocketed 600%. 600%. Mm. So just hoping he's doing all right, but uh, yeah, I got lucky, you know. Yeah. Better be past that. But today, we're going to talk about some social media predictions for 2021. Get you set up for Ooh. the new year.
1: That yes, let's put this one in the time capsule, because after all, 2020 has been so predictable. Can't wait to see what <laughs>
0: 2021 holds. That's just what I want to do is predictions. Yeah. yeah, so
1: if we've learned nothing this year, it's it's that uh, we've learned nothing this year. So. Social
0: media predictions for 2021, we're all going to be speaking Chinese. Well, okay, you thought I did that think you, digital right? was hard. You're going to have to learn Chinese. There's 4,000 characters in that alphabet. Good oh, luck. I've seen a few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know a couple, we'll yeah. Characters. <laughs> I know two. I know I know crisis is danger and opportunity. That's All the right. extent of my well, I know uh, I know a couple Chinese characters that live in my house. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. That's right. Hey. <laughs> all right, well, before you we do that, let's take care of a little business. As always, we are super proud to be on American Songwriter Magazine's Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. And there's a boatload of really good shows on there. It's all based on the verticals in the music industry, guys. Songwriting, production, and music business. So check out those other shows if you found that Podcast Network through us first. Go check out those other shows Mm, and um and if you haven't discovered us yet then that means you're not listening to me so i'm just going to put it out in the universe and come find us (laughs) (laughs) exactly Right. I'm going to manifest that is what I'm going to do. Uh, join the client community. If you haven't done so, this is a small community, but it's very, very vibrant. There's lots of stuff going on. People talking back and forth. This is not a weird, abandoned sort of little crack house Facebook group that (laughs) that nobody's in where their windows are broken out and there's spray paint on the walls. No, it's like happening inside there. Like we love our climbers in there. People asking questions, sharing stuff, sharing some of their wins. We have the right places to do that. You have to ask. Ask to be let in, but we let everybody in, and just behave like good boys and girls, which ninety nine point nine nine percent of you do, and we won't have any issues. And, and right. you can, we're making co writes in there. We're getting answers for people on marketing and, and different artists and writer conundrums that they're in, and getting that figured out. So. Really, super proud of that. It's growing every single week. It just continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast, so you get every single episode, and you can kind of cherry pick the ones that make sense for you. I got an email from a new climber earlier this week that is turned on to the first one. She's binging. I love mm-hmm. that about the climbers. Like I'm binging all this now. Like yeah, I gotta just it. mow it down, and it makes me feel good because it makes me feel like we're helping people. And That's I like right. That. And go ahead. I was
1: going to just share our new heights from the Climb community, Johnny talked about, hey, we have places for you to share your wins for the week. And so we like to share one or two of those on the podcast each time. It's a new height. So you just go on the private Facebook group and you can put it as a comment under the new height segment every Wednesday. We love to hear them. Uh, so here's one from Brooks Ritter said, I recently released my new single Devil's Teeth 2020 has been wild, but thankful to be releasing new music. So congrats on the new music, Brooks. Also, Margaret Evans, Chimed in and said that everyone should listen to Brooks Ritter's songs. He's a tremendously talented singer songwriter. Oh, love going on back and forth in the climb community. Yeah. Uh,
0: there we
1: go. Yeah. A little support. Exactly. So, just something like that going on. Uncle Brent and No Stone, no relation, said finally finishing up the audio for a new video scheduled to be released on December 18th. So, See, I love hearing that. Brent and no stone. And Paul DeMarco, this would be our last one, said, how great is a Spotify 2020 rap to seeing all these numbers that listen to his music? Like Brent says, numbers don't lie. Uh, that's part of the intro that Johnny wrote. So a while back. But, yeah, Paul DeMarco's had over uh, 30,000 streams, it looks like. So good job, Paul.
0: So good stuff happening in the con community. That cat is always working. Working, working. I mean, I think, like, I fe- here's what I feel like. Like, I'm sure this probably isn't exactly true, but I feel <laughs> like every week there's some new thing in my feed from him mm-hmm. with new music. You know what I mean? Like, he's in the feed all the time. It's, uh, he's, for he's there frequency. all the freaking, yeah. Like he's got it going on. Like shout out to Paul DeMarco, like go like his feed, go follow him. <laughs> he's on the right track. If you're not sure what to do, rip him off. Right. I'm sure DeMarco <laughs> won't mind me saying that. Rip him the hell off because I see him all the time. And you know what? I love seeing him. He's got something cool going mm-hmm. on, something new going on. Like he's one of the guys that hooked up with the Mm co-write within the climb community. I think him and O'Hanlon got together Mm -hmm. and he's a Brit by the way, he's over in the UK. Okay. O'Hanlon's here. And Straddles, Nashville, and New Mexico. And so they got together and wrote some stuff. And you'll see, you know, some kind of cool country song. He's more of a rocker mm-hmm. and he'll do some rock stuff. And then all of a sudden he's in there just doing, instead of an acoustic vocal, it's like an electric guitar vocal of like the fricking Trooper from, <laughs> from Iron Maiden. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this guy. You know, like I'm like, for the, the day I meet Paul DeMarco, we're going to be hammered in a, in a pub somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, because it's been a long time coming, but that's always in my feet and I love seeing him and that's the way that he's doing it the way it needs to be done Mm -hmm. right now so you want a North Star follow Paul DeMarco so hey by the way leave a rating review trying to get to 200 and finally tell a friend about it Mm -hmm. man if you're binging this stuff if you're the you know if you're one of the people binging this stuff and you found like a lot of value here tell some people about it they need to know And, and I know I got artists right now that, you know, they're releasing stuff. They've been knowing me for years. They know about this podcast. And they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And I'm like, well, you could listen to the podcast, but, you know, that's free. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, people default to that. But there's a part of me that doesn't understand that. Like, dude, I'm about two hours deep right now in a tutorial on the perfect webinar. Uh Uh-huh i oh, sorry. What was Russell that? Russell Brunson. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what? It's like I need to know, yeah. and I'm about 15 hours deep on cinematography courses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why? Because I know that I don't know. Yeah. And I want to learn because the content that I'm trying to put across needs to be competitive, and I want to apply my knowledge of the digital platform to cinematography knowledge, and combine those two kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And we've had great success with that for our artist clients and our corporate clients.
1: You're investing in your
0: business, just like artists and writers yes. need to be
1: investing in theirs.
0: Yes, and I paid for that stuff. Mm-hmm. The Russell Brunson thing, I'm kind of in deep with him. That wasn't a big deal, like seven bucks or something. But the cinematography stuff, like there's this great little site, if you're interested, I'm not shilling for it or anything, it's called M-Z, MZED, I think for like $300, you get a yearly subscription. And there's tens of hours of tutorials from big Hollywood people. Mm. From cinematography to lighting. Lighting is probably the first thing you need to take because you can shoot with an iPhone Mm -hmm. if you're aware of the lighting and just talking about video content and making it better, man, for twenty twenty one. And you can find some of those courses, a lot of them for free on YouTube, but you gotta wanna find it. Yeah, exactly. You gotta want to scratch that itch. You gotta wanna be a student of the game, and there you go. This business isn't just about output, you also gotta get on input. I mean you gotta Yeah, and you've gotta
1: be improving investing in the business that kind of stuff
0: time and energy. you got to be competing yeah you got to be competing you, yeah, you got to be competing so in an effort to help you compete let's talk about what's going to be happening in 2021 you know just oh, before after the alien invasion and the asteroid uh, <laughs> i don't know i'm not making predictions on what's going to happen with the world i hope it all happens before the world just freaking blows up ahead, you yeah. know what i mean And I hope I'm drunk and having sex when that happens. So, you know, is that wrong? Okay. Uh, So listen, we we belong to a number of different social media societies here at Daredevil Production. And so this is a compilation of a couple different things that I've put together because we're always just trying to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening because that's our job Mm -hmm. to service our clients and to make sure that we understand the digital marketing and all that. So let's start with Facebook. Mm hmm. Facebook has once again seen a year of many challenges. It has once again come through them in a stronger position than where it began.
1: Right. I mean, they helped get Biden elected. Um, Yeah, well, well, that's that's it. I mean, big win for them this year. They worked hard on that. Yeah,
0: they certainly did. That's a, just a fact. Okay, yeah. uh, That's despite rising backlash over the role, the platform has played an exacerbating political division, to your point. Right? Yeah. Um, and amplifying hate speech amid a push for a breakup of the company over its anti-competitive behavior and an ad boycott. There's a huge boycott in 2021 on Facebook.
1: I didn't see that in my face.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. And there was a critical Netflix documentary. Yeah, The Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma. I mentioned that to my wife because we have Netflix
1: again. She's like, I don't want to watch that. It's just going to make me mad. I'm like, yeah, she's pretty anti. Oh, it's yeah, she's going to anyway. freak out,
0: dude. Yeah. She's going to dig a hole underground ground and bring the kids oh, down yeah. there. And forced removal of certain concerning groups, okay, Facebook marches on. And 2021 looks to see some major developments aligned with the next stage of the social network here. First and foremost, e Commerce you and I were just talking about this before mm-hmm. the show started um, e commerce shops have already been introduced on Facebook and Instagram, which simplifies the process of building an e commerce outlet okay. I mean, that's where everything's kind of moving, you know, and e-commerce is going to be the key. By the way, I got to tell you, I had an amazing conversation with Lindsay Kirkendall yesterday, and we work closely together. We work together with an artist right now that she manages, and she's got conceptually, I think, one of the reasons why we're so... Um, you know, attracted to each other on a business level is because she really freaking gets what I'm doing, yeah. right? She really gets the branding. She really sees the value in artists beyond the music, like what the brand is and what can happen behind that. And she can articulate that in a language that you can understand and then turn that into money, nice. right? And there's going to be more on this later, but we are putting a think tank together. So she's got this other connection of hers, who's a big e-commerce guy who also happens to be an artist. And we're all just trying to figure out how to crack that code. Like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? You take a brand new artist brand, what has to be done on a digital platform to get them to the point where they can sell stuff? And make money and create cash flow and do e-commerce right and sell merch and sell tickets and sell blah 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 and how does that work knowing that the consumer gets to decide what they're going to see and what they're not going to see And so we just talked about, yes, I'm like, would he be interested in like a think tank? She called me back later in the day. She's like, yeah, we're on. It's going to start next year. Let's get a date on the books in January. And then I'm like, and whoever wants to come to this, this is what we want to talk about. Like branding, maybe products first, or she was talking about one of her artists is like a fanatical gardener and to brand gardening tools with her lyrics on the handle. And she had a big hit called this old oak table or something like that a couple of years ago, right? You know who that is?
1: is Well, I'm not sure. Is not too bad for an oak tree or for.
0: Something like oh, that. I, I'm, I'm screwing up the name, okay. but I mean, we were just kind of talking conceptually, not so much about the artist, but conceptually about what the artist was doing, yeah. right? The meat and potatoes of it, more than the brand name or whatever. But, but she's really a fanatical gardener. I think that's just funny. You say fanatical gardener because I think
1: fanatical like really high energy and gardening. I think like chill, like I gotta <laughs> <give> them-
0: <laughs> not a frenetic gardener, <laughs> a fanatical <laughs> yeah. gardener. She's out there all the time. Like this is something she really yeah. does. It's I'm sure it's something that must give her. right that must give her balance in life i I wish i had more time for it like i used to yeah but imagine like having some products where just as a standalone product that you have this amazing brand dna as an artist right Mm -hmm. i mean we're off on a tangent here but this is a good one when we first put daredevil together i was working with my ex-business partner and we're trying to figure out a name for the company down to the short list of five names and daredevil wasn't Mm -hmm. on it OK, but then I found out that my business partner's great grandfather was a famous daredevil. Huh. He tells me the story. He was best friends with Roy Rogers. He gave Roy Rogers his dog, the famous dog. And there's pictures of him everywhere doing the craziest stuff you've ever seen, like doing handstands on top of a stack of kitchen chairs. Like you put the chair on top of of a B-29 bomber, right? (laughs) And then you take another kitchen chair, but you flip it upside down. So the legs are up and it's balancing on the back of the chair, right? And then he's on top of that balancing, doing handstand on a plane, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, like this is the kind of crap that he would do. And I'm just like, dude, that's it. That's the name. I mean, it fits so well, right. Right. Because of what we were doing, but all the brand DNA that's behind that, even though I'm not working with that person anymore that partner that brand dna is infused into a personality of the company because that's what it's about this is what we're doing right and so think about that from a brand dna from an artist's point of view you got a choice of 500 different kinds of gardener shovels or whatever you want to call it but this one has a lyric on Mm -hmm. it that i mean what's the difference between selling coffee at 50 cents and selling coffee at five dollars if you're at starbucks the story the story it's the story. So this is the stuff we're digging down into, right? Because what the ultimate goal is, is to try to find out ways to get cash flow moving quicker and then be able to, and this is heady high level stuff. And I'm saying that because I'm not exactly sure how to articulate it as effectively and intelligently as I need to be. But if you can imagine at a high level, being able to get more investors interested because they understand data from products. Mm-hmm right? Oh, we can sell more garden hose if we do this. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. But then at the same time, you remember how we talked about how the auto industry still expresses engine power in terms of horsepower. Right. Yeah. And the reason that they did that was because when they first came out with the gasoline engine, everybody was working with horses and they didn't know how to make the unfamiliar familiar, make it more comfortable for mm-hmm. them. And so they're like, well, here's how much power it has. It has as much power as two horses or 10 horses. Yeah. Or 20, oh, okay, that I get, right? They can make that connection. Well, investors still largely, and and the industry, obviously because of the record industry, they look at the music industry like a dart in the dark, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a big chance. And so you still have investors, there's plenty of them out there, but they're investing in artists because they love the artists. But I'm trying to get them to move over to just look at the data. Mm -hmm. If you invest in 10 artists and I can show you, On paper already, how if you spend this amount of money, we can optimize and bring the cost down of exposure and continue to do this. And we have a viable artist or 10 viable artists. You're diversifying your investment and the the numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk Mm -hmm. and we can continue to grow this brand, you know, but to get them, we have to go through a product, something that they understand emotionally, Mm -hmm. right? That they inherently understand to get to that, to show them that to where they're like, oh, this could be a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what that whole think tank is about. You know, it's just that kind of thing. I don't know how we got off on the tangent, (laughs) but I'm super excited about that, you know. But we're trying to crack that Mm -hmm. code. It's a crackable code. It's just nobody's putting that kind of time and effort into it. So e-commerce, that's the deal. That's number one on the Mm -hmm. books there. The next one, messaging merger on Facebook. So Facebook continues to drop hints about the gradual connectivity of Facebook Messenger, Mm -hmm. Instagram direct message, and WhatsApp. Yeah. So any new function introduced on one of these... Messenger platforms will surely be introduced in the other two in 2021. There's regulations and laws and stuff like that because they're getting so big. So I'm not sure how long it's going to last. And the interconnectivity is definitely a bit shaky, but the potential for artists and brands to spread easier across interconnected apps mm-hmm. while they're interconnected is astounding. Yeah. So be paying attention.
1: Yeah. I've got notices about that, about my messenger with Instagram, I guess. I'm not on WhatsApp, but Instagram and Facebook and I've just not really paid much attention because I'm usually busy. Yeah. Uh, but also the e-commerce. I mean, there's all that stuff on Instagram now that I'm sure y'all have been seeing about Instagram stores, ad shop and all this stuff right on Instagram. Yeah. I'm looking at it, open up your shop on Instagram, add a shop to your profile, tag products, get insights about your shop. It's like, Oh, right
0: there. Selling
1: on Instagram.
0: Yes. Yeah. There you go. You know, I think about from like artist positions where there's like, Ooh, selling stuff, you you know, I'm not a salesman. Like, that. I don't know. But then certainly if somebody, you know, bought a garden hoe because it had one of your lyrics on it and that spoke to them Mm -hmm. and that's why they bought it. And that's what made you stand out in the marketplace. And that garden hoe means something to them. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, you just took some mundane tool Mm -hmm. that we've had since we were Cro-Magnon men (laughs) and made it special for somebody. Gave it some story. Yeah, exactly. And a real story. Mm -hmm. Not not a fake one, a real one. Like it's you. It's a piece of you. Your energy is in that brand, mm-hmm. and and part of that DNA of that tool, and that matters. Um, Project Aria. Back in September, Facebook announced Project Aria would be available in twenty twenty one. Are you wondering what Project Aria is, Brent? Wearable AR glasses. Oh, augmented reality. Yeah. So how will you begin to change your music video content and other content to adjust for AR? Will you be the first one to do it on the pursuit of standing out in a thin herd at the beginning? Or will you be the last Mm -hmm. and lamenting and just talking about how you don't know what anything is anymore and it's all changing so fast. And then by the time you figure it out, everybody's already on it and the lane is flooded. And we went from a back road in the country to the 405 in Los Angeles, right. <laughs> 10 lanes wide and you're creeping along at one mile an oh, hour, you know, um, Facebook has teamed up with the maker of Ray-Bans, which is Elisor Luxotica, to help make the specs. And uh, FYI, Apple's on a side note releasing theirs in 2021 as well. So get ready for some competition that, you know, listen, the bad thing about this whole like social media thing is the change is so fast. It's difficult to keep up. Yes. Right. Mm mm-hmm. But once you resign yourself to the fact that it's not going to change and stay, that it's going to keep changing, then that's also that very same thing is the good thing. Because now you have this new thing. Who's going to be the first indie artist to come out with like a really killer AR video? Yeah,
1: I'm, now I'm thinking, uh, now this is super old school, but I'm just thinking like, what can an artist do with AR that would be for the super fan, right? Yeah. So You're wearing your glasses and... What if you know because because I you know I play with TikTok some and it's just amazing how they recognize your face and they can make it turn into a horse or give you makeup or whatever you know all the stuff yeah and I'm like okay if I were kiss I would do an AR app where everybody you're looking at suddenly has kiss makeup on yes it's brilliant they're either Ace or whoever you know they're like one of the they all have. Yeah,
0: so everyone you're talking to has Kiss makeup (laughs) on, you know? Why not? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And what about like VR, like at a rehearsal, right? Or moments where the band's just kind of screwing around or at a recording session or at a writing session. When you just get done, you're like really excited about a new song. And you're like, okay, for those of you in the know, 24 hours only, here it is, the acoustic vocal of our new song. This is going to rock. But you feel like you're there in the room or whatever. Uh, they probably have one
1: where, you know, whoever artist is dancing in their kitchen, singing you that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, solo acoustic concert in your living room because you put on the glasses and all of a sudden they pop up like a Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine putting on concerts at like every city park simultaneously? It's like Pokemon Go, no. right? Come on out yeah. and catch the show. We're going to be here. And then you gather up with other people that are gathering up to see that show at that corner. <laughs> <laughs> Not the corner. Everyone's just staring at a stop sign. People drive by go, what the heck? Oh, they're seeing the new so and so show because somebody. AR guys
0: dancing around, you know, on the corner. And this is already happening. I remember like three years ago when that wasn't it like three years ago when that Pokemon Go was a big Something deal. Like that, yeah. We're at a big like family reunion, and my older cousins, my college-age cousin, him and his sister, I think she was a senior in high school, are randomly meandering around my father's house yeah. looking at their phones. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it's Pokemon Go. I'm like, what do you what? You know, yeah. like <laughs> So the behavior adaptation, it's already there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to convince them to do it. You just have to give them a reason to. Yeah.
1: You know? Or if that is the game instead of Pokemon, it's like go capture the new single the new track hidden, Yeah, hidden tracks,
0: see? hidden tracks
1: just and you gotta go find them. Like <laughs>
0: hidden tracks, you, you gotta like, go find them under a bush somewhere in the park.
1: But it's like, Oh, I unlocked the new track and now it's on my phone or
0: whatever. And- yeah. See, this is where you need to be see what's happening here, guys. If you start asking the right questions, all of a sudden the creativity starts going and then it's just a question of, well, how do you do that? I don't know. Let's ask somebody yeah, Somebody knows. Oh, and let's be the first to do it. Somebody knows it's not going to be that difficult to, To bring that to the ability of your average artist, your indie artist, on affordability and a technological level, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. But if you're not looking for it, if you're not thinking about it, if you're not asking the question.
2: Hello Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price.
0: won't. Mm-hmm. The rise of VR, so virtual reality to go with the AR. Mm-hmm. Facebook's Oculus virtual reality headsets have seen a major sales boost in 2020. Go figure.
1: Yeah. Give me please any other version of reality other than this one.
0: <laughs> right? Like we all need that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Oculus I- virtual reality. I got a maker's mark. That's my virtual <laughs> <Exactly>. reality. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, Facebook believes that VR is the absolute future of social networking, so you better get educated on it. Be first. I'm going to repeat that. Facebook believes that VR is the absolute future of social networking, so you'd better get educated on it and be first. Remember your disdain for the constant change of tech is shared by everyone. Hmm. So do you complain about it or take advantage of the situation? Like, hey, everybody hates this. Everybody's resistant to this. Everybody's adverse to this. If I just get over it, it's not like you're getting a freaking spinal tap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like you got to go, OK, well, I'm going to be like different than everybody else and go get hit in the head with a two by four. You just got to do something you don't know how to do and be uncomfortable. That's how you learn you're how to are for crying out loud. Yeah, come on. Get over it. This has become a very, very powerful way to stick out as an artist if you're on top of it. You know what my dream for artists in 2021 is instead of complaining about how much they're behind. Mm-hmm. And how much they don't understand to be actually jazzed up and looking for the next change, like anxiously, feverishly awaiting the next change, the next thing that they can take advantage of because they understand if I do this now, I'm going to be ahead of the game. Well, the the beauty
1: of it is it's kind of like surfing, you know, social media and these trends and tech trends. It's like the ocean, man. A new wave is always coming. Yeah. Yes. And so if you're going to be a good surfer, you don't lament the wave that... You didn't quite catch. You caught the back end, so it didn't quite get you where you wanted to go. That's beautiful. What are you going to do? Sit on the sand and go, it's gone. No, you go out there and you catch the next wave. There's always another wave coming.
0: That's the most profound, poetic way I've ever heard anybody put that, Brian. I'm so stealing that. that that's it. There's another wave coming. And think about that in terms of surfing. Yeah, you don't know, like, oh, God, it's terrible. Like that wave was like, brr. And then you just sit around for the rest of the day talking about how much it sucked. No. Right, (laughs) You get your board and you swim back out for the next wave. Why? Because there's another one coming. That's the way I want you artists to be looking at change and embrace this and get get off on it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like literally get off on it. Be like, yes. Okay. What's the next little platform? Where do I find out what the next platform is? Mm -hmm. Like who knows? What are those resources? Like what periodicals do I need to be reading? What podcasts do I need to be listening? How do I find out? what the next thing is going to be. And then being on top of that is, you you talk about getting plugged in, you're going to put yourself in the top 1% Mm -hmm. immediately. By the way, of the industry, of the professional industry, the people who look after Taylor Swift and all the big artists that you love, they don't know any more than you. Promise you that. So uh, algorithm shifts. This is a big and. The big news here is what will Facebook do with their feed algorithm? There's been a lot of talk during the past election year about the steps Facebook has taken towards hate speech, quote unquote, and how the Mm. algorithm has changed to push authoritative newspapers, quote unquote, and downgrade the reach of fringe and more centrist sites, quote unquote. And I'm putting those in quotes because it's a little bothersome to me that any one person or any group of people get to decide what hate speech is and what a fringe mm-hmm. or centrist site is, no matter how ridiculous right. it is. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's horrible, if it's like this is a site and we're a club and all we do is burn cats alive, it's horrible, right? It's <laughs> right. Effing horrible. But if you call that hate speech, then it's easy just to go right down the line and it's just going to be about an agenda. And that's why you right. got to put up with the horrible, horrible stuff to keep, it on the even playing field right and just realize everybody has taste i mean come on um, but they've all been banned groups like QAnon and some of the organizations who orbit around that. And again, we were just talking about my concern on this is just fringe, centrist hate speech and authoritative. Who gets to decide the definitions of those? And problem right. here is that it's subjective. Even when it's clearly evil, hurtful, awful, the second you give somebody the power to censor it, it will usher in a boatload of additional hate speech, right? We'll start to go down into a hardcore You know, a hardcore morally motivated vegan who's ferociously against the killing of any animal for the sake of not killing an animal, a steak could be considered hate speech and deemed not allowed anymore on a platform for your own good, right? (laughs) Exactly. Because red meat's bad for you. You can't argue that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to watch out for this stuff, guys, and be careful. But think about that. The bottom line is that all these platforms enjoy the liberty of not being sued because of Section 230, where they claim to be an open platform, and not a publisher. They have every right to be a private company and a publisher and to put whatever opinions that they want and be free to censor. But the second that they do that and craft a narrative and offer opinions, whether it's about Mm -hmm. hate speech or politics or sexuality or anything or music or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. they should be vulnerable to liability and must ensure that the facts are accurate or they face libel lawsuits and slander lawsuits. But, you know, right now, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't understand Section 230, it's something that you need to know about because it's going to be in play in 2021. I promise you that. OK. As a result of this election, even with Trump out of office, there's too much going on with that. And believe me, both sides understand that could come back and bite them in the butt mm-hmm. if they're not careful. And, and it's not going to go on for too much longer. So we'll see how it goes because you can't honestly say that any of the platforms are not censoring the crap out of everything, you know? And so we'll see what happens with that. So keep an eye on that. It could greatly change the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I hate government regulation, but this is one of the situations where I think it's a regulation that needs to happen. You know, either they have to play by the rules of an open platform because of the influence that they have, or they can be who they want to be, but face the liability of it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, so Twitter, even
1: after all these. well, actually That's a, a stepping back of government regulation. Right now the government's protecting yes. them. Yeah. So actually it would be a step back into more freedom.
0: Well, I hope so. I wish they would be platforms. I think they ruined it for themselves. I wish they would be open platforms. I wish they would just let that go. But by the way, here's a supreme example of absolute power corrupts absolutely. Every single one of these upper echelon executives and the owners of the CEOs of these social media companies has so much power now. And they are just, whether you agree with it or don't agree with their viewpoint is beside the point. The fact that they are doing everything in their power to influence their viewpoint Mm -hmm. onto other people is dangerous, you know, calling it uh, an open platform. It's not an open platform, right? It's there's certain things you're getting. There's certain things you're not getting. They're throttling certain information, not throttling other information. And whether we like it or not, we are human beings. Our brains, our experiences are all a result of input, input, garbage Mm -hmm. in, garbage out, or one thing in and one thing out. If they wanted to make you believe that everybody's going to die if your skin isn't blue, they could do it you think that sounds stupid but they could do it and so it's just about just trying to get control of that and because the sensor thing doesn't work people just go underground it doesn't make it go away it's better to have the ugliest most disgusting stuff that makes your blood boil front and center in the sunlight than it is to let it fester in a corner in the dark Mm -hmm. and turn into something really really bad that's just my thought on that no matter what it is So Twitter, even after all these years, it's still difficult to say what Twitter is. It really is. Like, I go back and forth with this damn platform on a monthly basis. Yeah. What its key strengths are, where will they look to grow in the future? Despite the platform's ongoing popularity, Twitter is still largely unchanged. There's been no major Mm -hmm. innovation or updates that have altered how people use the app. It made tweets longer back in 2018, and that's cool. And it's tried out live streaming and moments and audio tweets amongst various other options, but none of them have really caught on. And Twitter, for the most part, remains what it was at the beginning. It's a real time stream of short, sharp updates. Great for staying up with the latest info. Not so much good for anything else. It's more of a news thing now. And certainly the last administration in the United States really pushed it to the news. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how can Twitter evolve beyond this? It's probably safe to say that they're not going to see any major change over the course of the next 12 months, I don't think. But Twitter does have Fleets they came out with, which is their version of Stories, and it's available to all users now. We can expect Twitter to continue rolling up options and upgrades to Fleets as the feature is clearly popular across all platforms. The Stories feature is popular across Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, all that. But the format on Twitter lacks... Here it comes again, augmented reality augmentation as of now. AR. augmentation. It doesn't look like it's coming soon enough. so it's probably not going to make much of a difference for Twitter. Audio spaces, which is something Twitter's working on, which may be interesting, is working on um, it's like a clubhouse like audio meetup feature that will give users another cool way to interact. I thought that might be interesting to see how artists will play with that to see if that's something that they can make beneficial for them or make a feature. But I think it'll be interesting for a little bit, maybe like audio tweets was, but it'll fade. And I'm just not sure about Twitter.
1: Yeah. I mean, all I pretty much use Twitter for is when the Razorbacks are playing, Mm -hmm. because we don't have cable. So most of the time I can't watch, I don't have SEC network or any of that stuff. So, you know, I'll click on over to my ESPN app, you know, watch the game cast, watch the little lines move across and then I, you know, toggle over to Twitter to see what, people in my list are saying about it, you know, what the commentary right. so on that kind of stuff. So that's, that's about all I use it for.
0: There you go. There you go. Topic spaces are out already on Twitter. Watch for more of these. They're like curated topics to hop into feeds. I think this is like different ways for Twitter to kind of manage the main firehose of information to get people into sort of off ramps with more specific information on them. They're curated topics, but we'll see what happens with that. See if that makes it a little bit more consumable because it's just so much. Right? Yeah. Um, status indicators on profiles. Twitter has been testing these for a while and it seems like a logical addition. It's not a major element, but it could provide some more opportunity for engagement and connection, specifically around major events. So that could be interesting how young artist would incorporate that in, let's say, with a festival show, maybe some news that it could be using something like that to incorporate a little boost of exposure, let's say if you have a song that just happens to coincide with an event that just happens. Hmm. And it could be good. It could be descriptive or cathartic or whatever. You remember in the Super Bowl that we had when, I can't remember who played, but it was down in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and it went dark, like the power went out? Remember that Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. The it was, uh,
1: 49ers and was I, think was I think it was Ravens. I think it was up. like
0: Ravens is what popped into my head there. So for that moment, if you remember the big story from that was fricking the marketing team at Oreo cookie who said, don't worry, you can still dunk in the dark. And they put out just a quick, like right in the moment, right in the time, they created a quick graphic and put that out and it went viral and it was the big news story. And they got millions of dollars of free press on that by somebody being mm. really brilliant and sort of right there in the moment. Imagine an artist doing something like that, Brent. Like some world event happens, they've already got the song. They just quick shoot a video and then put that out and sort of take advantage of status indicators. The next one is verification categories. Twitter has been playing with different checks aside from the blue check to show users what they're dealing with. So and this is. I have a lot of opinions on this, but I was about to say, boy, that sounds like it goes south. Real well, quick. one of the things that I think this might be a little bit of a whitewash. I mean, let's be honest. Um, Jack Dorsey just got thrashed in Congress for his BS censoring and all this stuff that he's doing on Twitter. But Twitter has a lot of bot accounts, a lot of bot accounts. Mm-hmm. OK, and Twitter, while they have them and while they try to fight them, they also create them. Don't make no mistake about that. You know, there are certain people in politics that are very very prominent one in particular I'm thinking of Candace Owens who's at the level that she's at right now simply because she inadvertently if you don't know the story behind Candace Owens she inadvertently had a project in college that she created that was misinterpreted the what this app could do she created an app with her team and what the app could do was misinterpreted by Twitter as being able to tell your average consumer whether or not they're looking at a real person or a bot huh. on Twitter. And they freaked out. And that's what <laughs> made her like, that's why she changed her political position because she's like, oh, this is. This is crazy. Like she was getting calls from press, calls from upper management at Twitter going, what are you going to ruin everything? What does this do? And they freaked because they thought that somebody was going to be able to sort of pull back the green curtain on this. So I don't know. I feel like this thing here is Twitter's sort of, uh, oh, here's a bone we're going to throw you and make you feel like the bots are going to be identifiable. Mm-hmm. so I mean one of those different categories is supposed to be like if it's a bot account you're supposed to know they're supposedly doing a bot crackdown Twitter wants to address the bot issue of the last election don't be surprised if you see crackdowns whereby your account will be labeled a bot if you have more than 70 or 80 percent retweets so that's why I brought that up just because I want you guys to know I'm all about DJing information and just be aware of that 70 or 80 percent retweet if you're retweeting way more then you are putting up original content, it's very likely you're going to get a crackdown on Twitter from that. And the algorithm's going to identify you as a bot. And you're going to become a sacrificial lamb to cover up their BS, which is just the reality of it. Okay. And I mean, you know, bots are important. I mean, like when you have enough bots creating what looks like to be original content or retweeting content, it sure feels like a lot of people are behind a certain message or thought yeah. or whatever, and it's not necessarily true. So let's go on to Instagram. Instagram has become the next golden goose for Facebook. And the integration of the new e-commerce tools that we were talking about before looks to set the earnings potential into a new stratosphere here for Facebook. And, you know, I'm sure you all know Facebook owns Instagram. At the same time, we have suggested that the addition of IGTV, Reels has been a new thing, and shopping have all started to clutter what was once a very simple app about photography. Of course, Instagram is well beyond its initial roots right now, but has it gone too far or will it indeed go over the edge in 2021? That's the question. So some things I like in stream shopping, Instagram will further the development of their shopping tools to continually promote habitual shopping. Mm -hmm. This has been a huge moneymaker for Instagram and look to them to add one click shopping. Think about that artists. Mm. Like, yeah, I want that. Boom, done. Right. Like (laughs) you get the impulse, get the t-shirt, get yeah, we want, as a business owner, I want the whole world
1: to be the aisle right at the checkout, the little impulse buy aisle yeah. with the candy bars. Exactly. And stuff. I want the whole world to be that all the time. And that's what, exactly- as a husband of a wife, I don't <laughs> want the whole world to be that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, that's what they're, that's exactly what they're doing here. And I like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's new augmented reality try on tools that are being added to their existing augmented reality shopping options. So they're already implementing augmented reality in shopping. Video tags for products are adding more dimensional ways for artists and businesses to sell products. So look for video tags. Do some research on that. Variable home feed. This has been speculated for a while now with Instagram. With the continued popularity of stories, and we've got reels now that are starting to catch on, expect Instagram to try out a new approach to where users can adjust their home feeds in 2021. You might set your home feed to be your stories feed to be your main feed, Mm -hmm. similar to TikTok's home video stream, Uh, right? Yeah, something like TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I don't expect it's going to happen for everyone because it would make the main feed secondary, which is what Mm -hmm. the foundation, the cornerstone of Instagram. But if you're a user who prefers stories first or a Reels feed, et cetera, you'll be able to switch, I think in 2021, making stories, your main feed and be able to switch back if you don't like it. So they'll make it that. Hmm. And Reels is Instagram's answer to TikTok. The general consensus is that Reels on Instagram is good enough, but it's not TikTok. It won't be a TikTok killer But it will remain popular in India because TikTok is banned there. And if something happens with the government here and TikTok ends up not being able to infiltrate the way they want to here because it is a Chinese owned company and there are security concerns with it then it might flourish there as well if something happens with that. So lastly is, uh, well, we got two more, Snapchat and TikTok. I'll rifle through these because we're running long. Snapchat has continued to establish its own niche in 2020 and especially with respect to its ongoing appeal among younger audiences. New app partnerships and interactive options have provided additional avenues of consideration, but augmented reality remains the key focus to boosting the app's appeal. Snapchat's a leader in AR right now, believe it or not. Hmm. Despite having a more limited budget than the big players like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snap has remained a key innovator in the augmented reality space, in the AR space, which could come a very big in one specific way in the year ahead. This is what I want to tell you guys about new approach to entertainment, new approach to entertainment. One of Snapchat's key areas of strength has been the steady growth of its Snap Originals programming, short vertically aligned TV-style shows that hold appeal to younger viewers and their evolving consumption habits. Given this, expect to see Snap put more of a focus on Snap Originals in 2021. Expect to see more major publishers and studios pay more attention and look to align with the format as they seek new ways to stay connected to younger audiences. Which, if you have the big guys, the big publishers, the big studios, paying attention to people who are your local creators, this is going to open up bigger broadcast opportunities and other ways for you to get in front of an audience by simply embracing some of this digital stuff and being creative with it, becoming a creator in a slightly different way. And why not put a little show together? I think of William's Honor with the Willie Ho Show. You know, they've incorporated their music into like this variety hour with puppets and it's crushing right now. They're getting opportunities. They're creating more revenue streams and they're having a blast doing it. It's all about their two personalities. They're a duo, a boy and a girl and Reagan Richards and Gordon Brown. And they're absolutely phenomenal, but they've just sort of pivoted a little bit and they're finding an audience. And this is just an outside of the box way of thinking about it. But when you're on doing certain things on certain platforms and the big boys are looking right, they're looking for people that they can help. You can help them reach your Mm -hmm. audience. So I thought that was really fascinating. E-commerce, of course, on Snapchat. Snapchat's been working on creating an alliance with Amazon. Watch for them to bring everything in-house, though, to be a bit more in line with like Facebook and Instagram and maybe not be such a partnership. I'm not sure how long that alliance is going to last with Amazon or what it'll look like in 2021. Advancing. AR, this will be the thing that brings Snapchat to the top of the pile if it works for them. Expect Snapchat to continue to add more AR functionality and tools. They're really going hardcore with this guy. So AR, if you don't know about it, that's your homework over December. You better get involved in this. Barcode scanning. Snapchat already allows this to bring more context into the shopping experience. It'll continue to add to that database. And there's an Apple-Snapchat partnership that's burgeoning. Snap's been helping Apple since the iPhone X launch, improve their AR functionality. That's how big Snapchat's in AR, by the way. Hmm. I think Snapchat is collaborating with Apple on the next stage of AR glasses. When Apple announced the new iPhone 12s this year, they mentioned that Snapchat would be amongst the first partners for its new LiDAR capacity. And LiDAR is the light detection and ranging. It uses pulses of a laser to measure ranges or variable distances to the Earth. And I'm not sure how they're going to incorporate that, but there you have it. And then finally here, we'll wrap this up. TikTok. Brent, you've been all over this on TikTok. Well, I've been been dabbling. You've been dabbling a bit. It's been a wild ride in 2020 for TikTok, for sure. Um, Yeah. The short form video app has gone from 500 million users in December 2019 to close to a billion today. They doubled in a year. 500 million new users. And despite facing bans, restrictions, accusations of censorship, undergoing national security reviews. Despite all of this, TikTok has continued to move forward and now looks set to advance to the next level in in 2021. This could be a really key consideration for your digital marketing approach as an artist. Certainly, there's an e-commerce focus like most other social platforms. TikTok will also be making e-commerce a focus in 2021, though in TikTok's case, it's it's more pressing because right now, TikTok needs to find more ways to ensure its top creators get paid. They have an issue right now. If they don't get the top creators more money, then those creators are going to drift off to other platforms where they can make real money. And this is the same issue that led to the demise of Vine, Okay, you remember Mm -hmm. Vine?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I was interested in Vine, never quite got on it and it went away. (laughs) So I missed that wave.
0: Well, there's a handful of creators that really became rock stars on it that took advantage of it. But when they realized Mm -hmm. that the audience they created, they could be making more money on YouTube and Instagram. Well, first they went to Vine for a bigger piece of the pie. They were big enough. Twitter owned them. That's the parent company and said, hey, you got to give us some more. We're going to bail. And Twitter refused to do it. And they left. They left the platform and gutted the platform. And ultimately, it failed. Again, he who owns the traffic rules the oh, road. Say that one more
1: time. He who owns or she who owns the traffic rules the That's road. Right. So TikTok is trying to figure out how to keep their producers happy because they're the ones that are bringing in the traffic. I wouldn't go to TikTok if there weren't anything on there. Exactly. Exactly. I don't go to an empty fridge if there's a full fridge next to it because I want to eat. I go to the full fridge. And, you know, and
0: the up. artists out there who so, are like always you know, dreaming about this or that, some sort of social thing, they, they want to ban this or, you know, believe in the power of community and they want to promote this or ban whatever it is. Like they have an opinion and they want to say something about it. And sometimes it feels like in a world where you're trying to get some kind of momentum, right? You're trying to get some kind of momentum for an issue one way or the other. And it doesn't ever feel like it works, but here's a situation where it worked. They've ruined Vine. Not, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, they just, Vine Correct. ruined itself. Let me rephrase it. Vine ruined yeah. itself, but they just said, you know what? We're going to go over here. And then the whole thing collapsed and it was heavily funded mm-hmm. and it was making money, but they weren't. And then it stopped making money because why? Just what you said, Brent. He who owns the, the Vine didn't
1: make content. The yeah, Vine didn't make the content. The content producers made the
0: content. So Vine just put all this money in, but they didn't have any content of That's their That's exactly right. So I guess the point of my statement in that is that, you know, you guys have the power. If you have the traffic, you have the power. There it is. He owns the traffic, rules the road. Hey, speaking of TikTok, though, I would love if y'all would follow me at, at songwritingpro. There you go. Anyway. There you go. Okay. So the e-commerce solution is super important to the future of TikTok because if they don't figure this out and fast then even though TikTok is currently way bigger than Vine ever was, it's going to be a big issue for them. And certainly if they don't figure it out fast, what we were just talking about Reels on Instagram, Instagram's got their e-commerce all set up, don't they? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's all set up. And they're making it easier with the single click stuff. So all of a sudden that's a threat to TikTok. You see that? You see what's going on there? My TikTok may have more reach, but
1: Reels actually Reels in some dollars. So therefore- There you go. I, it gets more of my attention, that's, right? That's right, because I got to live. I, I've never had clicked on that button for Reels before. So while we've been talking, I've been on my phone, uh-huh. you know, as is the way. I was like, oh, what is this? Oh, is that the Reels button on Instagram? So I hit it for the first time ever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that looks a lot like TikTok. And some people are just repurposing their TikToks there. Why not? You know, Why not? It's like, I made the content there. I'm going to multicast.
0: Yeah. And by the way, if you it. haven't heard of Reels, go do what Brent just did. Because when these new features come out, if you're the first one on them, if you're aware of them, if you're one of them, it, it's, guys, it's not rocket science to be in the know on this stuff. You just mm-hmm. have to ask the question. And then find out where the sources are to discover what the new feature for the new platform is going to be. And then how can I incorporate this and then just start playing with it and start messing around with it. And every time you do that, you become one of the first cars in the lane. And you can use Mm -hmm. that to sort of catapult up an audience of people who, if you paid attention to Divine Story, will even follow you to another platform and pay you money. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So finally here, music industry links. This is exciting. TikTok will look to create stronger ties with the music industry to host more exclusive launches and events, bringing in more fans and they're going to rank top accounts. I think you'll see TikTok begin to segment artists from brands, from creators, and to start to organize things a little bit more. So you won't be an artist in a flood of other BS. You'll be an artist in a stream of, artists. And so it'll be a little bit more straightforward. So those are my predictions for 2021, guys. My hope is that it helps you get a little bit of visibility on it, gives you some stuff to look for, and that encourages you to go explore and find out more about this and figure out different ways that you can. I mean, we've talked now about you're a media company. Mm -hmm. You need to be constantly creating content, lots of video content, investing in lighting and video stuff that you can use so that you're putting stuff out there. And these are the things that are going to bring you up to the top. And you know what? It sounds like a big pain in the butt because it's foreign right now. But it's also like a mm-hmm. really fun, creative itch to scratch. Yeah. It really is. Like I enjoy making music videos for our artists when I get to do it. I don't get to do it a lot, mm-hmm. but when I do, I love it. And and some of the corporate content we create, it's like, it's a whole thing that we do. And it's very creative. And I think once you sort of get into past the unfamiliarity of it and just start doing it, that you'll find that and you'll find a comfort level there and it'll scratch that itch and it'll bring you pleasure and it'll be... Like, I actually like doing this. And guess what? It's effective for my career. Yeah. I can make money doing this too. Wow. Amazing. Instead of trying to wait around for that management company to call or that booking agency to call or that record label to call (laughs) or the club owner to, to call, it's just like, go do it, guys. So. Anyway, that's all I want to say about that, guys. Download the free version of, uh, not free version, it's a a PDF download, 21 biggest reasons you don't have more fans and how to... The only version is the free version. The only version is the free version. How to fix it. This is just a reframe, guys. This is going to help you unplug from asking the wrong questions where the answers would tell you how to do something on a broadcast platform and begin asking the right questions and looking at everything the right way so that you can better honor the digital platform. And that's what's going to bring you success. And it's a high level thing. You're going to have to dig down on that. But I mean, it's absolutely free. Go to GetFromJohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y and tell us where to send it. It's yours free for playing the home game. We're available for consultations. I mean, we do a lot of 30,000 foot analyzation here on this show. And sometimes a little help on -on one-on-one will help you connect the dots specifically to what you can do with your assets, what you got going on right now. And amplify that and take another step, another climb up that ladder. Okay, this podcast exists because we want you to win, guys. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top and at TikTok and on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and
1: Snapchat
0: Chat and Snapchat. VR Snapchat. And, and Fortnite yeah. and, uh, yeah. and, and uh, Robolux yeah. and uh, Sure, I don't even know, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't know.